Hey guys, welcome to another podcast by yours truly. Just a reminder that everything in here is for the hee-hees and the ha-has. None of it is factual. It is all opinion and it is up for you to take in at your own discretion. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, for today's podcast, I want to talk about why your friends have bad friends and why they fight for those relationships, especially if you confront them and then you watch them try to awkwardly justify that relationship. Here, I'm using the word friend, but this can be your boyfriend, your best friend, this could be your boss, this could be your coworker, literally anybody that you're close to that you're wondering, oh my god, why are they friends with that person? Why are they showing favoritism towards them? And why do they defend their relationship with them? Sometimes this is someone who has hurt us that we think is harmful. Sometimes it's someone that we witness hurt others. Sometimes it's just an individual who is really ignorant. I've had conversations about this on Twitch and TikTok live streams. My conclusion is that the reason why that person is friends with them and fervently defends their relationship with them is because that person actually represents a side of their personality or gives them a gateway to be their true self that they can't be around you. Now you're probably like, what, their true self? Well, imagine. All the parts of that person that you think make them an asshole or ignorant or irritating or annoying is a part of the person that you're friends with that they get to live out when they're not around you. This especially applies to boyfriends when you wonder why your boyfriend has so many dip friends. If he could be his true caveman self around you, he would do it, but he can't, so that's why he needs them. They'll probably go, oh, I see the nice side of that person. Oh, well, they haven't hurt me yet. They haven't done anything to me, so why should I cut off that person or why should I be wary of them? What they're really trying to say is, I see a little bit of myself in that person. Something about that person relates to me. Let's say you have a squad of girls. You're all besties. But one of the besties decides to sleep with your boyfriend. You cut her off, but the rest of the group decides to keep her. Your immediate thought is, what the hell? If she slept with my boyfriend, what makes you think that she's not going to do it to yours? Well, the whole entire group is thinking, her boyfriend was hot. Yeah, we would sleep with him too. We totally get where she's coming from, and they probably have even talked about it in private. Now, of course, nobody can sleep with your man unless your man allows them access to himself or he leaves an open gateway for that to be possible. Same thing with girlfriends. This is just an example to help you wrap your mind around the unfathomable possibility of a group of people that you've known for years standing by the side of somebody who has hurt you or who has done damage and destruction in your life. Let's take it away from the besties. Let's say that you are an individual who has a friend who decides to be mutuals with somebody who has fervently announced their hatred towards you and has actively made attempts to hurt you affect your life your well-being or has basically attacked you let's say you poured your heart out you let your friend know that this was an issue and that this person has done that to you but they don't care they like that person they still decide to be friendly with them they still decide to hee hee and ha ha with them and your story is basically just something that happened to you yeah they did that to you but it doesn't matter because they wouldn't do that to them If you've ever been in this position, you're probably looking at the person that you called your friend and you're wondering why would they ever be okay with being around somebody who would do that to another person, no less somebody that they claim to love and they like to spend a lot of time around. As much as I wish that that scenario is black and white, it's unfortunately not. Let's go back to the bestie scenario. 
they not only probably secretly agree with that person, but they're also condoning that behavior. A really twisted possibility that is something that should be considered in this scenario is the possibility that your friend thinks that you might even deserve that treatment. I know, if they think you deserve it, then why are they your friend? No idea, I can't speak for them. Some people literally have nothing to do and are so bored in their life that they choose to be toxic for the sake of their soul entertainment. This behavior is commonly found in people who have no goals or who have so much time that they think it's in abundance and they can't even imagine themselves getting old because that's how slow the current moment is moving for them. If you have somebody like this in your life, you'll know because they will always be bored, say that they have nothing to do. There's always something to do. There's always something to be done. There's no reason to ever be bored in 2021. Just my personal opinion, there's absolutely no excuse to be this empty in your life. So if you have somebody who is of that nature, be wary because this could be your friend. Potentially, potentially. I'm not saying it's a given, just something to consider. Another scenario here is that this is a business relationship. And if that's the case, then maybe your friend had already told you about it. I don't know about you, but if my friend was involved in a business that involved that type of person, I start to wonder what type of business my friend is doing and if they're secretly engaging in other shady practices. Not that all businesses are perfect and have perfect people inside of them, but you have to really wonder. If your friend has a sea of options, just like you do, but they're very set on going down that one narrow path that insists that they must involve themselves with individuals like that, that's your friend telling you secretly who they are. There's no way that they're going in there to rock that world or shake it up if they're being so complicit and holding hands with the bad actors inside of it. An example of this is the Schmavid Schmobrick situation that's popping off right now. The question begs to be asked, why would so many people openly be so desperate to work with a content creator who is openly misogynistic, who blatantly took people's worst traits or darkest experiences in their life and insisted that that would be the quote-unquote character for his vlog. And let's not even talk about the racial indiscretions that he displayed on top of the extreme perverted humor that he relied on. For example, did you go to jail for five years? Oh, guess what? That's your new character for Shmavid Shmovik's vlog. Oh, do you have a disease where your growth has been stunted and there's nothing you can do about it? Congratulations, everybody in the group is now going to make constant jokes about your disease. Basically, whatever insecurity or problem that you have in your life that is deep to you or something that took a long time for you to overcome, Shmavit Schmobrick said, hey, that's going to be your character and we're going to constantly make jokes about it. Some would say, that's just his form of content. That was just his brand. Well, if your brand is bullying and reaching for the bottom of the barrel to find people's deepest insecurities to make fun of and exploit, it would be really weird to meet a person who identifies with that humor, enjoys it, or finds some type of relatability in somebody who gets enjoyment out of exploiting it. One would ask, why would you even be a part of this group if you did not either believe in bullying people in that way, exploiting people in that way, or did not actually think that that stuff was okay because that was already your nature. It brings out character flaws from yourself when you have friends like that or when you associate yourself to people like that and when you defend the relationship and do anything to justify your connection to that person. Anyone who's not aware of this situation, it is pretty entertaining because all of his friends who were quote unquote the good people in the group 
are the same people who were first to go down for him because they wanted to defend their friendship with him, they wanted to defend his character, and they are now equally guilty by association and are being attributed to all of the perverted and disgusting actions that took place in this vlog that are now being called out and brought to light. The point of this real life example of using this content creator is to show you guys that there's no way to be a good person doing shady business with other people unless you in some way are inherently shady yourself or you are very complicit in the actions of shady people. And why would you be complicit? Well, because you either believe in them, support them, or you're also hoping to exploit the worst moments of people's lives or their worst traits to get some type of monetary or I guess in this case, ugh, I use this word begrudgingly, quote unquote, clout type of gain. Now look, if all the parties that were involved in this group openly agreed to being degraded, belittled, and they said, hey, yeah, you can be as misogynistic and say whatever you want to me, that is one thing. But when you have people who were openly being hurt by it and who asked them to stop, who then prompted to get removed from the group or who were excluded and alienated from the quote-unquote friendship that they had with him, then no, I think this is absolutely not the same situation. I would even argue that it's borderline predatory, if not full-out predatory, because so many of the people that were in his vlogs were starting from zero and were hoping to have a come up with him as a friendship, but David only ended up exploiting them. Yeah, that's shady business to me. And to me, that's not a co-symbiotic relationship. If anything, and see, it seems very parasitical. It is one thing if you are a part of a group like this and you realize all the things that are wrong with it and you try to hold people accountable for their actions and you look back on it with shame and remorse, i.e. Trisha Paytas, little snaps for her, but otherwise being a part of this group and then running away with your cheese and never calling them out and continuing to keep them on the fringes of your life for the sake of continuously making content still makes you their friend. So people like Jeff in this case or <laughs> Schmotty Schmeyer, who ran to his defense, but not only to his defense, but to invalidate the people that have been hurt by him, are absolutely guilty by association, especially for defending their friendship with him. If you have a friend who's doing business with people who are shady, you need to ask yourself, what type of business is my friend doing and what are their business goals? Because people who plan to be in the game for a very long time are people who are very wary of their ethics and their behavior and they know that every little thing could potentially come back to them. Somebody who wants to be known for being reputable, credible, and who plans on being in the industry for a very long time, whatever industry that may be, is somebody who's going to be very selective about who they do business with because they know it's going to come back to them. If the person you're working with is doing some type of quick get rich scheme or is on some type of venture to just exploit and then cash out, well, you have a very precarious friend and I just hope that the best comes out of your relationship with them and that whatever business you end up doing with them does not reflect on the business that you do by yourself. Those associations are really hard for you to escape. Even if that's somebody who's not your friend, people who are all around you considering the possibility of being your friend or looking at you as a friend are going to automatically associate you to that shady person or that shady business. So once again, yes, it is a problem if your friend is doing shady business with shady people. And by shady people, I mean people who are very openly exploiting, bullying, misogynizing women, and assisting in the assault of them. Let's use the work environment now. 
let's say that you are a very happy employee and you are recognized for all your good work at your job and you have a few bosses and they are okay, they're not in love with you, but they're just regular degular people going to work just like you. Maybe you work in a sales environment and you have a snaky sales employee that you work alongside, but your boss loves them. Well, how do you think your boss made it to the top? Probably by doing the same things that your snake did. If you've ever been in a leadership position, one of the things that you're very wary of is how morale can affect the workplace. And if you are somebody who worked very hard and diligently, you would probably acknowledge those traits in others and you would know what it looked like when it was genuinely taking place. In that same token, if you saw somebody who was a bad actor or somebody who was causing problems amongst your team, you would realize, hey, I remember when I was in a team like that and I had a problematic person, this is what I wish would have been done. And so the manager would normally take that turn. However, if you have a manager who has snaked their way to the top, who has made their way through nepotism and was being overlooked for all of their bad behaviors, this manager is probably going to allow that behavior to proliferate and eventually take over the workplace. Person after person might quit because of this problematic person, but your manager is so okay with that behavior and sees so much of themselves in them that they simply do not care. In fact, they might even ask that problematic person if they have any friends. If these people truly saw what you saw in another person and they didn't write it off as toxic, they are co-signing that toxicity. They are embracing it because they already embody some aspect of it. If you stick around long enough throughout that scenario, you'll probably watch that person and all those friends get promoted and get raises. Now, just to bring this topic back home, let's discuss the possibility if you are the person who has toxic, attacking, misogynistic, perverted, whatever, just, you know, problematic people in your life. Let's say that's you. Whether you want to keep somebody like this in your life or whether you want to be friendly with them or even associate yourself with them is entirely your decision. However, everybody else around you is within their rights to respond appropriately. And whether that means if they want to still be your friend or if they want to cut you off, that's up to them and they are fully justified in doing so and they don't owe you any explanations. If your friends bring somebody like this to your attention and they decide to withdraw from your presence, do not try to gaslight them and make them feel like they are crazy or wrong for feeling the way that they feel. It is very common knowledge that somebody who has done bad by another person will eventually do bad by you. There's no magic exception that makes you special for why they wouldn't do this to you. Just going to make this really personal really quickly, but the times that I have allowed toxicity into my life and the times that I have overlooked it, and the reason why I feel like I'm so qualified to speak on this topic is because those times are when I was the most toxic myself. There was nothing more than a breath of fresh air than somebody who would give me a void and a space to be my most toxic self around them. It is actually a high to be around somebody who gives you a venue to release all of that energy. I realize how awful this sounds, but at the same time, it's why I can look at other people and know exactly what's going on through their head when they're defending that friendship or why they're so eager to be a part of it. I realize I'm casting a lot of judgment and I realize that this is a lot of self-projection and yeah, there probably is room for leeway onto whether that's exactly the truth or whether that's invalid. But this is my perspective and this is why I do feel like there is validity in it because who else would know better? Personally, I'm at a place in my life where if I see that somebody rushes to me to be their most toxic self and I can tell that they have some type of high out of it, 
It makes me uncomfortable and it makes me wonder, why do they feel comfortable acting like that around me? It makes me want to double check myself and to make sure that I'm sending off the right energy and to reflect why my personality is giving off a certain type of, I guess, aura of, hey, you can be this toxic around me. Whether it's about being misogynistic around me or whether they are displaying racial indiscretions or if it's somebody who in general is just a toxic person who shares everyone's business with me, I'm like, whoa, am I not being loud enough about how I don't like that behavior? This isn't even about being a perfect and pristine person who's untouchable, who will never get got by everybody else, but this is all about how the fact that there are so many more toxic people and low vibrational energy people and people with low education or people who are just fighting for their right to stay crappy and just in general be people who hurt others or help other people hurt others. Yeah, those people are in abundance and they are very loud and proud and they test you by putting their toxic energy around you and seeing how you respond to it. To me, I'm not gonna beg you to not be around toxic people. I'm not gonna beg you to break up your friendships with others. If it's that big of a deal to me and I realize that it's such a large part of your character to have those people in your life, I'm just going to let you be. I'm going to let you do you and I'm going to be myself and do whatever I need to do that's best for myself. And this doesn't mean that I'm out here telling you off or I'm trying to make you feel bad about yourself whenever I get the opportunity. It just means that I keep to myself and I, I don't seek out your company and that if you do come to my yard with your milkshake, that I'll probably just placate you. The moral of the story here is that not everyone is your friend and you should be highly selective about how you do consider people who are your friends. Who are you actually allowing into your life? Who are you allowing to have that access to your energy? Your energy is limited and it does actually have a value. Also, your association to other people does have value as well. Your friendship is an endorsement to somebody. Who you do business with is also an endorsement to them. If you're a creator online, you collabing with other people is also an endorsement to them. I do preach cordiality and I do preach being friendly with people. However, everybody is not deserving of your actual friendship just by existing or just by being somebody who knows of you. Your energy is sacred and it should be protected at all costs and you do need to realize if certain people are adding to it and if other people are taking away from it. It's absolutely naive and it's borderline childish to think that you live in this Care Bear world where everybody can just be handing out friendship left and right without any regard to the actual person who is being given the friendship. Yes, you can say that you want to make them a better person or you hope that you can heal them. However, it gets to a certain point when you are somebody who is openly allowing instability and toxicity into your life and that's when it becomes an issue. I deeply reject the idea that you are somehow immature because you don't want to allow people who have a track record of being a bulldozer in other people's lives into yours. I think that you are fully justified to have that boundary and it by no means makes you crazy. At the end of the day, this is all my opinion. This is all my personal take it's your life and it's up to you to decide what boundaries you have and how high your wall is going to be in my personal experience you cannot fail by having a high wall or having high standards because the people in your life who want to be in it will rise to meet them and everybody else will fall back when you allow everybody to just rush into your life and come in and out you don't know who is who and what their purpose really is when it comes to wanting to be your friend it can be a chaotic and confusing place and I just think that you're personally better off having a high guarded boundary type of mindset. This doesn't mean that we're being disrespectful and rude to people and that we're egoing them. It means that we're protecting our energy and we're being very selective about who gets access to it. 
This isn't about no new friends. This is about who you are allowing to have access to you. If you have my friendship, I'm a very loyal person. I am generous. I am loving. I am unconditional. There is nothing that I would not do for you if you were my friend. But I can't give that energy to everybody because that can be very easy to exploit. So with that being said, realize who you are as a friend and realize the value of that friendship. This is the end of the podcast today. Let me know what you guys think, if you agree or disagree, or if you have your own opinion. If you think I could be educated on some type of area on this topic, please let me know because I would love to hear it. Thank you guys so much for listening and let me know if you have any other topic ideas or suggestions. Bye!